Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark, and unite with me is my co-host, the Collegiate Brian. What up, Brian? Hey, everyone. On the last episode, Brian and I discussed and reviewed the world of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Still playing in theaters. Go check it out. Just got some award nominations. On this week's episode, Brian and I will be discussing our thoughts on Marvel Studios Phase 4. So everyone assemble as United We Fan starts now. The truth is, I am Iron Man. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. What is going on? What are you doing? To infinity and beyond! This is the way. The flux capacitor! Was Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Chewie, we're home. Avengers! Assemble. Ah, oh, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fans. Thank you all for uniting with us this year, 2022, as we make our comeback. Or as LL Cool J says, don't call it a comeback. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there. We're on the Twitter the Instagram, the Facebook, and our podcast is streaming wherever you listen. So give us a rate of review wherever you can. Brian, hello. Are you ready for a ranking phase four of Marvel Studios? I think I am, actually. I was discussing this with a few of my other friends recently, and the amount of differing opinions around phase four in general, um, I think we're actually going to be fairly different in certain circumstances as well. So I'm interested. Yes, I'm um, already ready to receive a lot of hate uh, for my for my ranking. Um, I will admit, I didn't realize Phase 4 was so big until you sent me the list to rank. And then um, the bottom half was probably the hardest part for me. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's some people's criticism of Phase 4 is it is so many projects because it has not been that long. It's only been two years. Yeah, so. and then shout out to... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the preview just dropped the week that we are recording this. Brian, any quick thoughts on it? I cannot wait for that movie. If Spider-Man 2099 truly is the villain, I think that's really interesting. I think Oscar Isaac is is going to be a good voice actor. I'm very excited for it. I'm really curious how it spins off into a part three for the Spider-Verse. I, <laughs> I'm really leaning towards Spider-Man Spider-Verse 3 is going to be the live-action introduction of Miles Morales. Like, somehow Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 2 ends with them ending up in the quote-unquote real world. I, 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 I do not know, but I feel like they have some sort of plan. I have goosebumps just thinking about that. Um, I think the preview looked beautiful. I It surprised me, starting off with Miles and his mom just having a chat. And I thought that was beautiful. Um, please, if you haven't watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you need to watch it. Um, it's on Brian and mine's like so many of our top lists. So I, th- I think we, it. we have a United we fan episode just dedicated to that film. And I think it's like an hour and a half. Now, I don't know how much of that hour and a half we just meandered or how much yeah. we talk Spider-Verse, but still like my favorite animated film of all time. And I don't see that changing. Yeah, check it out. Uh, check out the artwork for it, too. Listener of the show, John, he did artwork for it. Check out his page. Um, he did a great job, including all the spiders on it. So, all right, Brian, I'm just procrastinating because this is going to be a, a hurtful episode. But 
let's do it. Ranking phase four. Um, I'll let you be the ringleader for this. If you want to start at the bottom or the top um, or however you want to do it, let's do it. Ding, ding. Uh, I think we got to do normal rankings where we got to start at the bottom and work our way up to number one. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> let's pull the bandaid off. Let's do it. Uh, I want you to go first. Number 18. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll go first if you want me to take heat. No, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Here I go. All right. Now, remember, this includes uh, Disney Plus cinematic um shorts animated live action special presentations it is on this list brian had no mercy and um all right let's do this now i will admit <laughs> my bottom four i could rearrange them and you could ask me tomorrow and i might change it but here we go bottom what'd you say 18 18 bottom 18 Thor Love and Thunder. Whoa. No. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I I I it, mean I, I you're not the only person I've seen do put it at the bottom, but yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I Yeah. I mean, like I said, it could move up, but the more I watch it, just the more and more I get disappointed. Now, don't get me wrong. If you put it on, I'm going to watch it. There's enjoyable parts. Um, it, yeah. Go ahead. What's yours? <laughs> um, I, I will say, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to Love and Thunder on my list. Um, number 18, the only thing in the MCU I will actively avoid at all circumstances. You tell me if you ask me tomorrow. This last position on my list will never change when it comes to phase four. I know it. And it is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Wow. That's my second to last. That's my number 17. I despise that film. I yeah. think it was a massive waste of time, talent, multiverse. Like we didn't even get a Dr. Strange that didn't look like Benedict Cumberbatch. Like we didn't even get the basic multiverse rules of that. We yeah. had already established. I, I thought that that film was a gigantic waste of time and money. It's my number 17. Um, I Sam Raimi, love the director, but he does not know how to direct females in comic book movies. If you even go back to his Spider-Man movies, how he used Mary Jane, she just scream and ran. And that's all American America Chavez did in this movie was screen and run. Um, her character came off annoying. The actress did the best she could, but the the character wasn't that great. Um, as a Fantastic Four fan, I was disappointed in Reed Richards. I loved seeing Captain Carter on live action screen. That was a treat for me. Um, visuals were fun stuff, but it still boggles my mind that people defend Wanda. And my argument is, okay, a distraught parent who turns dark and you can't really blame her. Okay, then we can't really blame Gore the God Butcher for murdering all those gods and doing what he did and then like no it's different i go okay how's it different so but i ranked it a little higher because i found myself watching dr strange a little bit more than uh thor love and thunder so yeah i have not seen dr strange in the multiverse of madness in its entirety since my second viewing on opening night i went at like what four in the afternoon and then again at like nine at night 
and I hate watched it so bad the second time. I have not watched it in its entirety. I've watched the Illuminati part a couple of times. I, I don't hate the Illuminati part. Um, there's some stuff that I that I like about it, um, but I just think they went for the shock factor and nothing more. And I it, it, it's all summed up by Rachel McAdams saying go to hell and using a vase like I just yeah. I, I do not do not like that movie absolute poster fire I do like the scenes between Rachel McAdams and Benedict I thought that was a very cute romance um well heartbreaking you know what I mean I thought those were cute scenes but um uh, my number 17 is Marvel Studios what if um wait what's your number oh yeah you're 17 you're right you're right uh, yeah so is what, what if? if um I, I think that there was actually a lot of potential with in uh what is his name? Ult what Ultron Vision. Uh yeah. I can't remember his actual name. Um, but Ultron, I actually thought that was really interesting. I I wish we had teased it a little bit more. I thought Thor was completely wasted. I hated the party Thor storyline. Um T'Challa as Star Lord was the strongest storyline of the show outside of Ultra Vision or Ultron or I can't what is his name? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, no, 17 is what yeah. I, I have that a little higher up just because, um, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I guess I enjoyed the captain Carter. I know a lot of people have complaints. Um, the T'Challa star Lord, I know it fires you up, but I still think it made Peter Quill look real bad. <laughs> I didn't mind party Thor. If I want to put on something fun, I'll put that one on. But I love the Captain Carter episode so much. So it's higher up for me. Um, that one just pulled it up, that episode. So for me, um, next up. This is 16. Yeah, 16. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch around. I'm going to do a switcheroo um, and put I Am Groot, the shorts. Now, there's nothing bad about them. It's just there's nothing like greatly memorable about it is all. So I I have nothing bad to say about it. It's cute for what it is, but I am Groot is my number uh, 16. Same reasoning, same spot for me. I am Groot at 16 because now we're getting to a point where there are redeemable qualities for things and things that I really like where yeah. you're more comparing your friends or your children where there's things that you like and there's things you just like less than other things. But I am Groot. Totally inconsequential, but cute and fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll go next if you'd like me to, because I think yeah. this one is going to fire you up. At 15, I have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not going to fire me up um, just because here's the thing. I love the show. I am surprised you have it so low, um, but the villains are so incredibly weak um, in that show. And you could tell there was COVID production problems, but I I understand people have issues with that show. So I'm not mad about it. I, I love the show. I think you're going to be fired up with how high I have it, but go ahead. Yeah. COVID production problems. And we've talked about it on here before. I think that there was just a cut storyline of the flag yeah. smashers using an illness to kill yep. kill millions of people um i understand why it was cut but they didn't find anything to go in its place i do think that the character of sharon carter emily van camp's character was completely wasted yeah um 
it's going to come out at some point in the near future that it wasn't actually her and it was a scroll impersonating her all along. It's the only thing that would make any sense as to why she was so different to what she was before. I do think that the power broker version of Sharon Carter is a scroll and I do think the other Sharon Carter is out there floating around somewhere because she traveled the world way too quickly. Um, so I, I, John Walker, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the marching band theme for him. So good. Um, the scenes between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are good. Um, Carly. Um, Morgan Thou. Yeah. Her character was wasted. I feel bad for Aaron Kellyman. Like Willow, luckily she gets a better character, but I feel like she's wasted in the show. Um, but I mean, my biggest shout out obviously has to go to Carl Lumley as Isaiah Bradley. I, I was, I was heartbroken. He didn't get more love, but we'll come back to that. He's coming, um, he's coming back in Captain America for New World Order. He is. I, Lumley has been, yeah. So the potential of it has a lot to build on. I think that the best scene in the film or in the show is uh, the scene between Bucky and Io. Um, when Bucky is finally free of his brainwashing. I think that's the best scene of the show. Again, some redeeming qualities, but it struggled in in the overall. Yep, not mad about it. Um, You're 15. Next, next up for me, you know what? I'm going to do a, I'm going to do another switcheroo. And friends, this is going to happen as we listen. Uh, I'm going to do Loki. The show <laughs> we are drastically different here. <laughs> the show um I I need to rewatch it. I've only watched it the once. Um Sylvie just I feel like her character wasn't strongly written. Jonathan Majors at the end, I loved it. Oh, no, God, talking about it now. Um, Jonathan Major's performance automatically put it in the top half for me. That you're right, reveal. You're right, you're right. And- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my original thinking. Um, next up for me is what if. I'm okay. gonna go back to it. What if? Um, after talking about it, loving. <sighs> no, you know what? I don't want to do that either. <laughs> All right. Final answer. At mm. 15, you have. Eternals. So none of the two we were already talking about. So another switcheroo. Eternals. Yep. Final answer. I will say this show gets better with each watch. Um, The problem is it's a movie. It's not a show. Sorry. Movie. Yes. It should have been a show. The movie gets better with each watch. Um, I think it should have been a show. Watching the making of it. I helped me appreciate it more. But uh, final answer eternals i have eternals at 14 um i do think it gets better with every watch i do think that the film struggled from the deviants being pretty inconsequential uh and they they also really wanted the shock of richard madden's icarus being the villain all along spoiler alert um (laughs) that that i think the film got hung up there a little bit too much uh, I think there are some really, really good qualities. Uh, I think the Celestials um, are are fun and scary and everything that they needed to be. I think, uh, what, was it Alexander Skarsgård that played the main deviant? Um, I think the CGI was not great on him. Uh, yeah. He's one of the best motion capture 
artists out there. I wish we had gotten more from him. So uh, Eternals at 14 for me. I also didn't like that the Celestials get made into a punchline in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, like, I'm willing out- to take that as, as Taika just kind of doing his Taika thing. But yeah, that's that's fair. But Arishem is, is terrifying. Um, yeah. I also... I don't care about Harry Styles. He showed up on my screen. I didn't know who he was. So I think there was part of yeah, that. Yeah, the, that... the Harry Styles fans kind of ruined it in the first screening. Like everyone in the theater had to tell them to shush because we couldn't hear his lines. Yeah. We get it. You like him, but let us at least hear his lines. But we have so, Patton Oswald in the MCU proper now as Pip. So I'm good with yeah. that. Yeah, I'll go with Eternals. All right. So to make it up to you, it's my turn. What are we on? 14? Yeah, 14 no. for me was Eternals. So you're at 14. All right, uh, 14, I'll go what if. So um, I love, like I said, the first episode, the Ant-Man horror episode was so good. Um, Party Thor, I think, is funny. Um, I think that's a cute couple's tattoo idea for science and magic. I think people have already done that. So I'm not mad at what if. So, yeah, what if next? I know you do base that a lot on the Captain Carter episode. For me, if you're going to go multiverse, like, honestly, it's not that different from Captain America, the first Avenger, which is part of the reason why I think you like it that much more. I know. I just, the, she's her a, and she's Steve. She's a great character. Don't get me wrong. Her, Captain Carter and Steve teaming up, that flying sequence with the music and everything, and even their cute little awkward romance, I ate it up to the, to the 11th. Skinny Steve. All right, Mark, how about 13? What do you have at 13? Can you go? You go. At 13, I have She-Hulk, attorney at law. Mm, I feel like it's going to upset you how high I have that one. Each episode felt a little bit too disconnected for me. Um, Overall, I think the way they use Mark Ruffalo was actually really brilliantly done. I am a big fan of what they did in the finale um and not everybody is um i like tatiana maslani as jennifer walters i'm excited to see what comes next but ultimately the show stealer of the entire thing was one her best friend nikki was awesome uh but two was daredevil uh, i think it it served as an mcu introduction to daredevil as much as it did she-Hulk. I mean, obviously, She-Hulk got nine episodes. Daredevil got two, but still, yeah. Um, I, I think She-Hulk had a lot of good stuff, and there's also stuff that I just didn't love. I don't think they use Daredevil as much as say, like the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. How he kind of just took over the show there. <laughs> uh, luckily, they didn't go that strong with it. Um, so for me, next up. I did another switcheroo. Listeners, look, you got to understand my bottom half. I'm so excited the, how Loki keeps climbing every every pick we make. Brian, this is the gift you have. Uh, next up is Moonlight. I whoa, yep, wow. I I love Oscar Isaac. I love the character of Moonlight, but the show as a whole is brilliant, and it's my oh, I love it. It's here's the thing. I think I look at Moon Knight how you look at Cap or Falcon and the Winter Soldier as it is a flawed show that had great concept, great stuff, but just like uh, I just remember being like frustrated with episodes. So Moon Knight, I guess, yeah. I have Moon Knight very high, like yeah. much higher than you at least. I think the only 
not the only. I think the biggest problem Moon Knight has is that we do get the blackout scenes and we don't ever see them from the other point of view. And actually, like, and it seems to me like it's a budget cut more than anything where you don't have to pay the stuntmen and everything else. But I would yeah. love to see how, when he blacks out and then ends up back as Stephen Grant, how it all kind of pieces back together. But yeah, Oscar Isaac is great. I love his Moon Knight. Um, <sighs> Sometimes when he's Mr. Moon Knight, I'm like, oh, my God. But I did love the music in the show. I thought Mr. Knight was brilliant. I loved him. Sometimes I wanted to be like, oh, man, you're you're borderline and irritating. Don't do it. So, all right. Um, Next up for me, I'm going to go Loki. I'm going to leave it at Loki. Yep. Loki's at 12? Yep. Okay. Again, uh, we won't talk about Loki again for a little bit. Uh, the character of Miss Minutes. Can we talk about reports that Miss Minutes and Mobius <laughs> are both reportedly in Deadpool three? If I'm Deadpool so three, the entire thing is is using the TVA to kind of travel the multiverse or whatever. Like, I can't wait for that. It's going to be so much fun. Yep, Deadpool three is going to be brilliant. And then the fact that it was something so exciting that Hugh Jackman wanted to come back. You know it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Uh, so you had Loki at twelve. At twelve, I have Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, the biggest mm-hmm. problem with Thor: Love and Thunder for me is I don't feel the need to rewatch it. Mm. Ragnarok, I have to watch it at least once every few months to to yeah. get my fill. With Love and Thunder, I just do not have that drive. Do I enjoy the film? Yes. Do I wish it was longer? Yes. Do I wish we got more of Gore the God Butcher? Absolutely. Uh, there's a few things that if people try to connect the MCU of why didn't Thor just give the power of Thor to everybody in Avengers Endgame, like you're going to lose me. I just just enjoy each film for what it is. I to me as a father, a little girl arming a bunny as a sword made me crack up to some people. It made them roll their eyes. Um, me. But I thought Thor Love and Thunder was was fun. I think Jane as the mighty Thor was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. I think she was really good. Um, the The shock cameo of Idris Elba at the end in Valhalla was really cool as well. A lot was of that redeeming. Really shocking. Well, I mean, I just didn't think Idris Elba would come back. I mean, it wasn't yeah. shocking, but I just seeing yeah. seeing him again was cool. Um, so overall, Thor: Love and Thunder, I like it. I don't love it. I mean, if if I was going based on like rewatchability, um, Loki and Moonlight would probably be down towards the very bottom. Because, um, like I said, I haven't watched Loki again since the first time. Moon Knight, I only rewatched once just because um, I got a shirt from the Happiness Collection that was just amazing. I go, I need to watch this show again if I'm going to wear this shirt. So, oh man, Moon Knight yeah. is so good. But honestly, you talking about Thor giving the kids the Zeus power and all of that, um, and then Heimdall's kid being like, call me Axel. No. Oh, that scene. Oh, my God. Talking about it. Yep. Nope. Thor, Love and Thunder, bottom of my list. I'm good with it. uh, It also introduced Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein as Hercules, and I need that paid off. Yeah. I do. If you... Look it up, Roy Kent. 
texting his mom about making sure she looks up and watch the scene is one of the funniest text well, I think conversations. It was, I think it, I thought it was in person. I thought it was in person. I thought it was at the premiere where she was like next to him. Was it just a text conversation? I thought it was a text conversation because she was like, oh, my God, that Russell Crowe is back. And he's like, Mom, look at the effing screen. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, is it me or you want to go? Uh, I'll go. At yeah. 11, I have Black Widow. <gasps> Brian, me too. All right. Um, I Here's what I will say. I did have a day where I watched um, Civil War into Black Widow. And I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it fit pretty well. The man, after watching so many things pop up about them, like just ripping on the effects of that movie, I will say the effects have brought the movie down a little bit for me. But, you know, unfortunately, that was a a COVID movie. But I enjoyed this like spy thriller movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, David Harbour's character of Alexei Shostakov is yes. brilliant. I can't wait to get him back in the Thunderbolts. I think Yelena Belova, Florence Pugh's, Pugh's character, is also fantastic. Rachel Weisz's character um, as Melina. Uh, I can't wait to get all of them back in the MCU. I really like them. Taskmaster being a part of the Thunderbolts is is yeah. quite a surprise. So there's plenty of things still to come that the Black Widow movie sent up that I'm really excited about. But ultimately, the film was just a little bit too little too late to an extent. Um, we spent half the movie focused on a vest of why Natasha was wearing a vest in Avengers Infinity War. Like that I just had no interest in. Uh, but I think Black Widow is a fun espionage thriller. And I really, really like that movie. Yeah, I think it gets too much hate personally. Way too much. Yeah. At 10, go ahead. We have entered the top 10, not quite the top half yet. Brian, I need you to go first on this one. Black Panther, I, Wakanda forever. Brian, that was my number 10. <laughs> we were we were a little bit hypercritical on um, yeah. Wakanda forever listening back to our episode. Yep. I stand by all the criticisms that we had, but I do not think we accentuated the positives as much as we probably no. could have. Um, yep. There is a lot of positive stuff to come out of that film. It is interesting. Um, the 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 research I've done since is there are frames of that film that are just fuzzy. I don't think it was our projector. It was just how it was filmed. And then the talk under the water was actually like reverberating through the water, which is why that scene felt a little bit weird. Um, I, I don't get why we held Shuri being the Black Panther as a secret for so long when ultimately the trailer was going to reveal it to us anyway. Um, but there are a lot of positives within that film and a send off to Chadwick Boseman on screen that he deserved. Um, and his presence was, was his lack of presence in that film was felt throughout the film. And at, that's actually a positive thing because that was their intention. I still think the character of Riri Williams being used as a MacGuffin was a mistake. I don't think she actually served a greater purpose until we get the Ironheart show, which I'm very excited for. Um, a lot of pos- excuse me, a lot of positive things, but it is not a top half Phase Four film for me. 
Yeah, I listening back, I felt a little too critical of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then a little too supportive of Black Adam. <laughs> I think I was caught in a moment for both of those recordings. But, but I, we I, did, I think it was Black Adam was better than you expected and Wakanda wasn't as good as you expected. And therefore, yeah. you just kind of went the other way. Like, I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, I will say that we forgot to talk about the Rihanna song, which will understandably be nominated for best song at the Oscars um, is a very good, powerful song. You like it. Uh, I don't like it. I like it in the funeral scene, but that's, I will never listen to that song just on its own personally on it's that's just it. That's a song you listen to. If you've been like hurt or crying and you just need a song to like, cry to to get uplifted um it's no it's not a regular song i'll listen to but for a cinematic song i would easily nominate that for a best song but real quick uh, we didn't talk about it on our black panther wakanda forever episode ludwig Göransson's score what say you uh i thought it was very good i listened to a uh a podcast on movie scoring. I listen to several guys. I'm a nerd. My number one Spotify artist was John Williams. Michael Giacchino, I think was my number two. I'm a big movie score nerd. Actually three out of my five top artists were composers, but anyways, I digress. Um, his score, he had an original idea for when Chadwick Boseman was going to be in it and how they were going to do it. And then obviously he had to rethink everything and he was looking up Aztec music, how there really isn't records. So they had to look at um, artwork to find out what people were playing in the artwork. And he kind of created a sound. I applaud him for that. But as a score as a whole, um, I wouldn't nominate it for best score for, uh, this year, but I think it is a great sound addition to the movie. So, yeah. Criticisms I had with Ludwig at parts of the Mandalorian I have here where I think it was a little bit too heavy handed, where it was almost too loud, for lack of a better term. Um, I, in my opinion, I don't think I wish he had reprised some of the stuff he did in the first film a little bit more, which may not be fair because they're two completely tonally different films um, and, and villains and everything else are completely different as well. It, it just didn't feel familiar to me like I expected. So I'm trying to get more on board with it. But if I just put on the two scores back to back, I much prefer the first Black Panther film. Oh, yeah. I There's a reason that one best score for the Oscars. It's great. But yes, Riri Wilson, good character. Riri um, Williams. Har sorry, Riri Williams. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Reed Richards. Um, I think who? she's going to be who? I think she's going to be great in Ironheart. But it it was it felt very forced in this movie but check out our guardian or sorry guardians geez where am i check out our uh black panther episode but we have aged a little bit better on it but brian number nine oh i'm gonna upset you i'm sorry go ahead guardians holiday special i don't have it far from nine Oh, um, I think it was cute. The songs in it are already on my Christmas playlist. I have a holiday playlist on Spotify, not ashamed about it, and it's on it. But um, like Werewolf by Night, the special presentation, I've watched that so much. But the Guardians holiday special, um, I'll probably watch it. I've watched it once. I'll probably watch it one more time closer to Christmas. But um even even now saying it, I might I might have it a little high, but
but that's where I got it right now at number nine. Um, inconsequential is probably the correct word. The biggest reveals are we're officially calling Mantis Peter's sister and that the Guardians had bought nowhere. I think that's the biggest MCU uh, thing. Um, I think the the small introduction that we got to Cosmo was brilliant. Um, I thought it was really fun. I think a lot of people are going to want a lot more from Cosmo in Volume Three. Um, I yeah. do not have Guardians Holiday Special at nine, um, but I'll I'll justify it uh, here. I think it's really fun. I think Kevin Bacon was used how you expected Kevin Bacon to be used. I thought it was really fun. Um, yep. Two original songs from the old ninety sevens and one sung by Kevin Bacon <laughs> was really fun. Uh, watch when Peter goes, well, that's pretty cool. When the guy spins his arm around to play the guitar, like it's so funny. Uh, yep. I think it was a really fun project in this special presentation format. I love it. You talked about werewolf by night. I'm still not going to talk about that for a little while. Um, at yep. nine, I have miss Marvel. I think miss Marvel was much better than it had any business being. It did not feel like a Disney channel original show by any stretch of the imagination. I thought there was a lot of really fun stuff in it uh but ultimately i'm not a teenage girl so i didn't completely uh i guess relate to a lot of that stuff um but the way it ingrained itself in the mcu with her being practically obsessed with captain marvel was a lot of fun um i i thought it was there was some really interesting stuff in there the red daggers i don't quite understand and i think we'll get more in season two um, but Miss Marvel better than I thought it was going to be, um, and really fun. And Iman Vellani is a revelation in that role. So I'm very excited for more of that character in the future, including this November in the Marvels. Yeah. To quote you, I have that higher up, so I'll talk about it later. Sounds good. Number eight. Um, she Hulk. I enjoyed it. The first couple episodes I thought were very strong. Then it kind of weakened. Um, but I I definitely love definitely love the Kevin Feige um and Android AI at the end. So <laughs> She-Hulk, I know a lot of people are going to tell me I have it too high and who knows, maybe it might not age well for me and it'll drop over time, but for right now I I've rewatched a lot and that's what I'm going on. Sounds good. At 8 I have Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye is a lot of fun especially at Christmas time. I think the biggest challenge Hawkeye had was it tried to save the Kingpin reveal for way too late in the show. Yeah. I think if they had introduced Kingpin sooner, I think you'd been able to do more of it. But the character of Maya Lopez's Echo is fantastic. Alakwa Cox is the actress there. She's amazing. That her own show, which is going to be a Kingpin and Daredevil show as much as anything as well, is hitting delays right now. Um, yeah. As Marvel, I think, is just going to be releasing fewer projects focusing on quality over quantity um, which i don't disagree with so um hawkeye is a lot a lot of fun um kate bishop Haley steinfeld is amazing in that role i really really like hawkeye it's just that there's seven things in phase four that i liked more yeah understandable so um next up i know i'm gonna get yelled at uh wandavision at so seven? i I know you've heard me talk meh things about it, but over time I've started reappreciating it more and more. Um, so I, I had to take a break because of just everyone saying how Wanda is not a villain in Dr. Strange. 
and I, it infuriated me. So I had to take a break from the show. But then when I went back to it, I, I enjoy it more and more. So, yeah. Uh, you know, my love for WandaVision. We will talk about that very near the end of the show. Uh, at seven, I have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Again, inconsequential to have it much higher than that. Yeah. Uh, next up for me is Hawkeye. I'm currently re-watching it as, it, you know, it's Christmas time. So it's a good time for it. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Does it have some flaws? Yeah. I mean, we've said that about everything so far. It does have some flaws. But the overall feel, I remember I wasn't irritated watching the show. I was excited about each episode. Kingpin, um, I I think, what did I say? This show needed one more episode because it tried to tie up everything too quickly the last couple episodes. I think if you had introduced Kingpin at the end of the fourth episode instead of the end of the fifth episode and you had two episodes with Kingpin, I think you'd yep. have been okay. Yep. But uh, Hawkeye, I honestly enjoyed it. And... I, I thought it was going to be a little higher, but my next couple ones just edged it out. So you had Hawkeye at six. Yep. Okay. At six, I have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That hurts my soul. I love Shang-Chi, but I'm going to be honest. I pulled a small switcheroo because I had something else at six. Um, but my love for it has pushed it into the top five. I'm going to stick with Shang-Chi. I haven't watched it in a few months. I need to rewatch it. I cannot wait to see him again. Um, it does seem like the biggest tease of the next thing we're going to see is his sister, Jailing. Um, as the leader of the Ten Rings, she might be the next character that we see in the MCU um, chronologically. I don't know. Um, it does feel like Shang-Chi and the wreckage of time is going to be the next Shang-Chi film. There's been way too much talk that it that it feels it feels validated. Um I think it's coming and which means it's going to put it in the the Kang Dynasty side of the Avengers, which is also going to be really interesting. Uh ultimately I can't wait for Shang-Chi 2. Um a few CGI issues at the end battle against those creatures, but other than that, Simu Liu owns that role. It pains me to leave it out of the top five, but I'm going to have to because there's just five more things that I love as much or more. Yeah. Well, I did a small switcheroo for my next two, but yeah, Brian, please go back and watch Hong-Chi. I love that movie. I love that Disney Plus has like the I've seen IMAX it like versions. a dozen times. Like I've, I've definitely seen yeah. it. I just need to rewatch it again. That bus fight. Oh, that bus so fight good. is so good. Uh, next up for me, um, we've entered the actually, top five. I know my four and five actually flip flopped. I was talking about it. So my number five is Miss Marvel. I love the show from episode one. I was a big defender, um, of it. I, I, I have no complaints about that show. I loved it. Everyone goes, eh, it's like a, a uh, CW, like, but better quality Marvel. I'm like, no, this is, this is good young Marvel stuff. I don't understand. This is good teenage stuff. Um, I think if you liked Spider-Man homecoming with the high school scenes and all that, then you should enjoy Miss Marvel, but I loved it. Avenger con. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. that was. Um, I liked that the show went, 
it, it did something that most teen shows don't do. It went serious at one point with the partition uh, episode and went into a part of history, into her history, her family history. I thought it was great. I love the fi- family dynamic. But yeah, Miss Marvel is number five. I will admit it was number four for me, but um, a last minute switcheroo happened. Sounds good. Uh, at number five, I have Moon Knight. Wow, we really did <laughs> differ on that one. I I've said everything that I think I need to say. I think that episode where Steven and Mark are kind of coming together um, is really, really good stuff. I enjoyed it. Brian, I bet you could guess my number four. Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I loved it. Watched the making of it. Michael Giacchino, who's in my top composer list, did a he did the Marvel making of for this, like his story of bringing it. And you also go into his nerdy history. I loved that making of. I have watched it several times. Um, I was surprised I had it in the top five, but then just thinking about and talking about it. I loved every minute of, I loved how different it was from everything else from Marvel. I think that's what really grabbed me. I have Loki at four. We talked about Loki quite a bit. Um, I have werewolf by night at three. Nice. That, that project is so much fun. Ted Salas is man thing. Uh, Carrie portrayed by Carrie Jones. I thought man thing was brilliant. I can't wait to see those characters. Elsa bloodstone, and Werewolf by Night and Man-Thing in the MCU proper. I can't wait for it. I thought that that, that special presentation format is brilliant for it. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, number yeah. three, Mark. Perfect. Doing the special presentation. That didn't need to be a show. Uh, number three for me is going to be The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know it is flawed storytelling-wise, but me being the Sam Wilson, Captain America, Bucky fan I am, um, I mean, because of that show, I bought my first like shield also slash because of Brian, I bought my first shield. It's Sam Wilson's shield. I have the spirit Jersey, the happiness collection. I asked them to make me a shirt from the show. I love Falcon, the Winter soldier, but I completely understand everyone's concerns with it. Number two. Oh yeah. Your number three is Loki, right? No, my number three is yeah. werewolf by night. Four was Loki. Three oh, was werewolf that's right. By my night. bad. Uh, number two is Shang-Chi. I love, love, love this movie. Um, The score, the soundtrack, the action. Um, When you got Jackie Chan's stunt team, you know it's going to be great. Simu Liu, um, brilliant. I also love him as a person. Um, Ben Kingsley, I think he's hilarious in it. I will admit I did just rewatch Iron Man 3. Well, apparently, then I handled it. I love that sound clip. Um, it, I love him in it, but then watching Iron Man 3, I'm like, man, we're really giving him a pass for everything he did in Iron Man 3. But anyways, uh, Shang-Chi. Yes, we are, because he's brilliant. I'm not a threat. Just an entertainer. <laughs> him talking about Planet of the Apes makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it is so, so good. I think I even have that. Hold, please. Uh, yes, I do. So you became an actor because you thought the monkeys were actually... Riding horses? I did. Yes. When in fact, they were simply acting as if they were riding horses. I still can't get my head around it, to be honest. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
I apologize, friends. That broke me for a second. Um, Shang-Chi, love it. Got it. that shirt from the Happiness Collection as well. Um, if if or when I finally go to Disneyland, I wish I could have met Shang-Chi. Maybe he'll they'll have him out for a special occasion. But yeah, Shang-Chi, number two. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, I haven't cheated this whole episode. I don't have a number two. I have a 1A and I have a 1B because it's impossible for me to differentiate between these two projects and how much I love them. But my 1B is WandaVision. Uh, we talked about it. You know how much I love that show. And uh, I love it so much. Part of the reason why I hate Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness so much. But by process of deduction, I think you and I both have the same number one. And that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. Uh, I actually rewatched it <clears throat> a couple of days ago. And who am I kidding? I think I've watched it at least once a month. Um, I I love that movie. I know for some reason now there's getting backlash, like a lot of trolls out there saying it's not that great and taking a dump on it. But I'm I'm sorry, I don't get it. That movie is amazing, well handled, well balanced. Um, did you end up seeing the alternate version? The more fun stuff I did. Yep. Yeah. I will say I did like one change when they're working on how to fix them or how to make them better, I guess. Than. Better than um, is the they played the Monster Mash song in the background. I thought that was pretty funny. I so I was I didn't pick up on that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I was kind of sad that uh, got cut for the theatrical one. The whole the whole extended scene on the scaffolding waiting for them to show up. Uh, was worth the price of admission for me. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I think I went on like $3 Saturday or whatever to at AMC, so it worked out great for me. There you go. I love yeah. that movie. But Andrew Garfield absolutely steals the show. Um, if rumors are to be trusted, Sony's going to try and run again with Spider-Man, and it kind of terrifies me, but we'll see. But I, after, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. Yeah, after seeing... Morbius and Venom let the recarnage. Um, who knows? Maybe Craven the Hunter will be a redemption for them. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it. I know. <laughs> I'm being positive. But that's it. We did it. <sighs> it hurt. And I know <laughs> I changed my answers. And I'm sure everyone else is going to be like, oh, that's easy. I can rank it. But until you actually rank it, like, you don't know. You don't know how difficult that was. Well, yeah, you, you genuinely have to put a project you really liked low on the list. Like for me, Miss Marvel at nine feels just dirty, but I look at the <laughs> eight above it and I, I feel justified. Shang-Chi, it's five or six. Where did I have Shang-Chi? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you just it. you feel dirty and then you're like, well, that's above it. And yeah. therefore, I feel justified. Here's what I will promise you, listeners. I will go back and watch Loki. Um I don't know when definitely before Ant-Man, I will go back and watch Loki and I will give Moon Knight another shot, but hashtag I, Moon Knight season two. I know. Yeah. Come so on. much for a limited series. Yep. Well, it so. hasn't happened yet. And the more they're going to space projects out, the more I'm worried about its future. Yeah. But feel free to let us know. What you thought of our rankings, where we went wrong. I'm sure a lot of you are going to let us know we went wrong, especially me, a lot. I feel like, Brian, you're going to have the more popular list. 
Maybe. Maybe. Not everybody loves... I think with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm going to be far more popular than you. But Moon Knight, I don't know how much people love it or not. People love Moon Knight. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Cool. People love It just Moon must Knight. be my circle of friends that are aiming yeah. and hawing on it. But we can agree Werewolf by Night is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. Well, that concludes this episode. We appreciate all of you for being here through this tough time of ranking Marvel phase four. We hope you have much fun. Brian, I didn't have fun. I, I had a little fun, but hopefully you all had m- more fun than I did. Anyways, <laughs> we thank you fellow fans for uniting with us for those listeners who want to get in touch with the show and tell me, especially how much you didn't like my list. Brian, tell our listeners how they can message the show and see update on everything. UWF. You can find us on Instagram at United. We fan underscore podcast, or find us on Facebook at United. We fan the podcast. Yes, check us out on there. Give us some likes, follows. We appreciate it all. And um, if I did mention a lot, so I'll throw it out there again. The Happiness Collection, it's an Etsy shop. Uh, Piano Rob, who's a great friend of the show, as well as Mark Disney. We all love repping for them. So Happiness Collection on on Etsy shop. Who's Mark Disney? Who? (sighs) Look, that's social media. Mark Disney. Mark Diz Life. Mark Dislife? Dislife Mark. You know what? It's been too long since I've talked to him. That's why. He needs to <laughs> come back on the show and then be refreshing. So Mark Dislife, Piano Rob, and I. God, there's too many like entertainer names. Anyways. Can you so, believe that that first time we had Mark on was two years ago now after Disney Investor Day? Memories. So long ago. The- yep. So check us all out. Give us a fan follow and uh, happiness collection mark adams 15 if you would like a discount there you go there's a little bonus for you but yeah thank you again and listen to us where we check out your podcast till we unite again fans stay true believing why'd you do that i was trying to see if you have the tingle thing i have the tingle thing just not for bread <laughs>